Did you know a good reputation is better than good medicine, since a good name will last well past your lifetime after you die? But from the day you are born, you will find out that we are all broken vessels, needing help and healing one way or another. It's far better to go to a house of mourning and learn from there, than to enjoy all the merry drinking and feasting at a party. Because those who are wise about their living knows that. Eventually, we come to die in mourning, and in mourning, we learn the meaning and value of life at its culmination. You don't find wisdom like that at house parties or buffets. That's why sorrow and grief is more valuable than carousing and carefree laughter. From a place of sadness and grief, someday your heart will be made glad, and you will cherish it much more thereafter. That's also a kind of joy you do not find from going to parties. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. They learn from moments of grieving and sadness. To attend the house of mirth alone is only foolish at heart. Maybe it's an attempt to drown out the grief and the partying and fun, turning down wisdom that comes from meditating thoughts. Don't bother listening to everything people have to say. You know very well. That from your own heart you have cursed other people too, you will just end up hearing the same thing that you've been thinking only from someone else's mouth. It is better for a man to hear the rebuke of the wise, to be chastised and taught by a wise man, that is far more valuable and delightful, than to be praised or idolized by compliments and songs of foolish people who don't know any better. If a people cannot tell their left hand from their right or what is good from evil. What worth is it to receive praise from them? These man-made voices of empty praises are like crackling embers, loud and yet unsound. Should we expect ourselves to understand God's way of perfect holiness, that He deems our worship acceptable when we give Him glory? He is God, and He is God above all and everyone, and He is God. He is the servant who bends the knee to wash His followers. There's no doubt about it. I know for sure. Seeing oppression would drive a wise man insane, and bribery comes from an evil and corrupt place in the heart. On earth, those in high place of power can oppress, and there's no stopping them. Those at the bottom will try to move up, paying and bribing their way up. And there are more ways to pay a bribe than money and favors, in every field of sector and corporate ladder. It's best that you control your emotions and try not to get angry in a short moment, because foolish people all around will be sure to hold it against you for a long, very long time, because they are foolish. It's a silly thing to hold grudges. Life is always yours, so go on living. The end of a thing is better than its beginning. From the beginning, it will require long years of patience to learn wisdom. At the end, everything tumbles if a man arrives. At the pride of his success, you don't have to say anything about the good old days, because if you are wise, you know that in life everything is subject to change. A good thing can come to utter ruin and someday turn into nothing. And even from dust and ashes, God gives life. To inherit from someone who died is a great thing, provided you will be wise about it. Inheritance will be good for someone who is still living. To keep on living. If you think having money and things is good, you should know that being wise about it is even better. 
But in all this, keep in mind the work of God. Life can sometimes be as straight as an arrow or as crooked as bent steel. If God has made a straight thing crooked, who can make it straight again? And why would he make it crooked in the first place? Give this a thought and keep it in mind. Not only because he is God, but because he is your God. So be glad and happy when things prosper straight. And in the winding days of hardship and difficulty, remember that God leads both one way and the other. In my vain life I have seen everything. Maybe it's from having had and seen everything that made me realize how empty life can be. There is someone who is righteous bound to get utterly destroyed while being righteous. And there is someone evil who will extend his way of life by doing more evil. It's true, there isn't a single person who has not sinned. Why then should any of us be in a hurry to die righteously? And don't commit all the evil that comes to mind, or you will die sooner than you think. Hang on to this insight. The one who fears God will come out of both of these scenarios. To the righteous, God will restore. To the wicked and evil, God may forgive. Only Jesus has made this possible and believable. One man with wisdom is stronger than ten men of power in a fortified city. The wisest one is still the Messiah. Jesus Christ, Son of God. In Jerusalem he died and in three days he was raised. I turned my heart, past tense, to search and acquire sound wisdom, to discern it from senseless stupidity. I've already looked everywhere. The more I try to be wise about living, the more life seems to outsmart me. This God, there is no way to find him out, or the ways of things he has made. God made man to be upright and innocent, Somehow, man has made each other full of scheming and ever suspicious. There is something even more bitter and distasteful than death and dying itself. To be stuck alive and living with a kind of woman whose heart is set to accuse and trap others in their sin. Because sin leads to death, and there is no worse hell than to be trapped living in it. That's why only sinners bent on sinning will be stuck with a woman of that kind. But the man who sees God and his righteousness will escape her schemes. The preacher says, maybe from one in a thousand you can find a man of wisdom. But a woman among the wise cannot be found. Maybe a man of wisdom she can find instead of wisdom itself. Two are better than one after all. In three is the greatest divine. Mm-hmm.